0: You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadale and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadale joined by Mario Hines. Mario, my friend, it's week one. How you doing?
1: I am doing absolutely fine, my friend. I'm happy. I'm excited. The weather hasn't turned, but we still get football. Yeah, it's my type of time.
0: It feels good. It, feel, it feels good knowing that tomorrow or today, whenever you happen to listen to this, there will be actual National Football League action on the television. Uh, regardless of how disinterested I may be in a game between the Cowboys and the Bucks, it's still going to be nice and it's still comforting to know that it exists.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually interested. I'm, I, it's one of those things where like, OK, we're going to put the flag in the ground here and this flag, the location of this flag probably really doesn't matter right now like really doesn't matter but i want to see where where it gets placed
0: Yeah, i want to see the cowboys lose but at the same time i don't want to see tom brady win so it's challenging for me
1: that's a why why not why no tbws
0: he's just had enough i'm over i'm over the tom brady thing let's let somebody else have a turn
1: oh good luck good <laughs> good luck this year i suppose
0: yeah especially in the nfc i mean that's uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> It does I I don't I don't I, I don't see that super team in the NFC other other than your Lions obviously
1: we're the superest team
0: <laughs> the superest number one overall pick caliber team in all of the land uh, next to the Houston Texans but we've got uh, we've got so much to talk about a, a full week worth of NFL games I've got Bavadasportsbook dot com open in front of me and uh, what do you say we just uh, dig into this sir let's do it. Let's. Uh, it's been a while since we've made the picks. Are you? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling sharp? What? How are you feeling?
1: Okay, so let me just tell you. There's only been three preseason games mm-hmm. that trickled down to where I'm at as far as these picks and predictions. So I typically would be really sharp by that fourth, after that fourth preseason game ish. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a little rusty, but forgive me because the scheduling shift. That's how I want everyone to look at this
0: so uh, so you sitting there i just like the idea that mario is sitting at home on like a tuesday night doing his picks for every preseason game (laughs) i'm like
1: ah no wrong again i'm not seeing what i'm supposed to be seeing i'm out of and i I, you know so bear with me week one it'll still feel good though my my bad is the average person's best day so like
0: I think that's fair to say that. I, I don't think that's hyperbole, and even even the slightest bit. Uh, let's dig into it. Game one, Thursday night, eight twenty here uh, on the East Coast. It's uh, that's a, a heck of a change for me. I don't know how I feel about that. I like I like football being over at eight o'clock on uh, <laughs> on Sunday and Monday nights. This is going to be different but uh difference not necessarily bad the dallas cowboys head to tampa bay to take on the tampa bay buccaneers and bavada has the buccaneers minus eight in the largest line of the week
1: the largest line of the week is our opening game i like those odds man i like that thought because if you're talking about two teams in week one who's going to be prepared who's not and then think about that gap Mm -hmm. i think that the Buccaneers will definitely have the biggest gap when it comes to the Cowboys. TB12's uh, TB, TB is ready to be sharper. I think he'll be in better physical shape. I think that's going to trickle down. And I think the Cowboys will do what they do best. They're going to create some offense. I don't know if it'll turn into scoring offense so soon. It, it will eventually, but not this week. Defense scares me a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Over, I think um, overachievers or, and, and overrated a bit. Feeling themselves especially, so give me the Buccaneers here, and they're going to hit that line. Probably win by twelve or more. To be honest,
0: how do you feel about the fact that Tom Brady's playing without a knee sleeve for the first time in twelve years?
1: I think it's it's mental. I think it's completely ins- insignificant to the knee and yeah. purely like a a what what's time what's on now? It's a it's a mental win to to gauge where he's at, and I love that about him. I really do.
0: Well, can you how about can you speak to that? How much does wearing a sleeve, wearing a brace, that kind of thing affect you during an actual game?
1: I mean, physically it matters twofold. One, it really does change the way your body works. The security that you feel is also the freedom that you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Like a seatbelt. Like as a kid, you hated wearing a seatbelt because you wanted to feel free in a car as you get older, you you're cool with it. But that, that restriction is still there. You feel that as a player and that will creep up to you mentally once it's happening. Most players it's creeping up before it's happening. You're constantly aware mentally that you're wearing the brace as a, a opponent. You're eyeing it up. It's your, it's mm-hmm. your thing. It's, it's what a you're target. after. Yeah. It's a target. And you're like, okay, how bad is this really? And so I think without it, Tom is saying, what can you do to stop me now? And, uh, and, you know, the Cowboys may actually be thinking that they may buy in.
0: Yeah, I mean it's going to be challenging to hold that forty-four-year-old back physically.
1: <laughs> You'd be surprised. Whatever um, whatever green that he's found—that is a rare green that we're not allowed to eat yet—that he's yeah. eating to regenerate his body may be doing the trick.
0: Oh yeah, he's got some weird superfood that only he <laughs> only he has access to. It's the new acai berry or whatever exactly. the whatever the hell people pronounce. Thank you. It took me a very long time and, and to get into a relationship to be able to say that word correctly. Also, quinoa. Quinoa is another <laughs> one that I no shot at prior to this.
1: Yeah, I, so much so that I haven't had it in as long as I've tried to
0: pronounce it. Nobody should. Look, uh, uh, quinoa, like um, what are those? Uh, those seeds are horrible. A lot of that stuff is just horrible. I feel like where do you stand on like superfoods and fatty health food stuff?
1: I'm big on the headline, no su- no food is superfood. Mm. I'm also lean on the spectrum of, you know, nothing's unhealthy, proportion, control, blah, blah, blah. I'm lean more on the side that that is truth than, you know, that isn't. I think you can abuse it. But I mean, if I eat quinoa all day, I'm missing <laughs> something. If I eat, you know, if I prioritize it in a way, you're going to miss something. Also, I hate to be like a, all-time caveman purist but mm. rice has stood the test of time okay sure. it wars have been fought over rice and the ability to acquire it at, in high volume spices and those things that make food great so we're not gonna start to worry about that in in such a way i think there are other reasons why we're so stressed and um <laughs> maybe the rice the salty rice is not so much at the top of this but it's easier to identify right
0: it's always interesting to see what the new like popular thing we're supposed to be worried about you know we had gluten and then we were there's too much sodium in our diets and blah 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 i think you're right i think that that just portions are the biggest thing and biggest thing that matters just don't be incredibly stupid i know there was that uh there was that science teacher a couple of years ago who bet his kids that he could lose weight eating nothing but oreos and uh did that don't know how healthy it was at the end of the day but (laughs) At the end, like it's math, right? It's just, it's calories in versus calories burned. And if you burn more than you take in, you're going to lose weight.
1: Yeah. And if he wasn't training, which his body would have been like, yo, I need more than these Oreos to replace what you just <laughs> battered. Then yeah, you, he he wouldn't feel any great, you know, fatigue, especially if he's sleeping, sleeping it off. So I could see how he lose weight. It is a simple, simple math, but also what's the next milk type item we're going to have oh. to drink <laughs> You yeah, know what I mean, like, that that shit How shift.
0: do you get milk out of a nut? What is almond milk?
1: I don't I can't go with it. I can't grasp it in the way that those want me to grasp it. It is not the same. It is not do the job that milk is no. not it is not apples to apples. It's not transferable. So that makes it not a milk.
0: For me. No, and I, you're 100% right. And I've always been a guy who who didn't want to get calories or a ton of calories from liquids. So I've been a skim milk guy basically my entire life. And you know skim milk is the the difference between that and and whole milk is is gigantic. Mm-hmm. And even I find almond milk to be borderline disgusting,
1: repulsive in the sense that what is this? As soon as you taste it, in that feeling, I don't want to do for 47 scoops of cereal or something. I don't want to do that.
0: What's your cereal of choice?
1: Oh man, I've definitely uh, gravitated towards things like checks honey nut oats and clustery cereals. I mean, I'm a big Raisin brand fan. So like I've lost the coolness of cereals.
0: I'm, I, there is a, uh, it's hilarious you say that because there was a, 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 uh, right. The, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I'll get the, uh, free plug here to giant supermarkets. (laughs) Um, there was, there was a, a generic brand of checks. It was like rice, Rice, oh rice squares, and this was my favorite cereal that I've ever had. Like, don't I don't know why, but I just I loved it. I loved it. I liked it so much more than like than Crispix or Chex and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like rice squares. If you're if you're in the Philadelphia area and you have access to a <laughs> giant super giant food store, pick yourself up some rice Chex today, and uh, and you'll be happy with it. I, I can guarantee. Also, I, I also a little a uh, little bit of uh, egg whites in my in my cereal all the time, just to get a little extra protein.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm, I'm, I love the taste of yolk, um, but I won't I won't deny egg whites. They're also tasty.
0: I, uh, I mean, they're not, but it, it's, it's healthy protein, so what are yeah. you going to do? All right, well, that was a, a conversation we had. The Arizona Cardinals head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, and Bovada has the Titans minus three.
1: Yeah, the Titans are in a place where they get to write – exactly who they want to be they position themselves Mm -hmm. to to be that they're very um you get what you you expect but they do it very well so it's, it's 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 a predictability that that favors them in a sense again i am unsure how all the COVID stuff is going to impact them not just physically even though that's a bigger factor i think maybe down the road when you're talking about a season's worth of endurance but even just collectively and timing and things like that and if anybody's going to have a team surprisingly ready with things you've never seen, it's going to be that Cardinals offense. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going for the first upset already in our second pick. Give me the Cardinals to top the Titans. One.
0: I think that's interesting because the Cardinals are one of those teams that any given day they can beat anybody, I think. Mm-hmm. But, man, I don't – this matchup concerns me for them just because you have – you have two like ultra-modern-day linebackers, two prototypical modern-day linebackers and Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins in, in that linebacker core for Arizona. And both of them are kind of weak against the run and kind of not great tacklers. And they're going to see Derrick Henry this week.
1: Yeah, and that's the great equalizer, I mean, amongst other things. But at this point, don't bet against Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Don't bet against him in the sense that he's not going to fall flat he's not he's not coming with falling flat what he will do is flatten you yeah. even if it's not a, a 150 yard game so you've got to count that maybe I'm thinking what the Cardinals do and the Titans don't turn away from their offense very often you'd have to be in a really really uh big lead and position in, in late in the game mm. uh, but I could see you know the Cardinals speeding up and shifting a bit the way the Titans have to play with um with some interesting offensive play
0: it's going to be a fun game. Um, yeah. More so than this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus three.
1: Ooh, what are we even going to do with this Texans team week yeah. in week out, brother?
0: They not good.
1: They not good. This <laughs> week they playing the Jaguars.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is the best shot to get a win. This might be their best shot of the season to get a win.
1: Yeah, I would have to even say so. As as bad as the Texans are. Their uh, their pieces are are much better equipped at this current state to beat the Jaguars. I think, you know, we all know that Urban Meyer is going to have to figure this thing out and fast. And by fast, I mean by Sunday at 1 p.m. Yeah, Not a lot of time left, man, because by then it's too late, to be totally honest. So give me the Texans here in a very interesting, laughable, probably semi-quality because of how laughable it might be, game mm. where they win by three.
0: The Texans are uh their philadelphia seventy six are level tanking at this point like they're not even trying to hide it they're not really trying to c- not really trying to put a competitive team on the field. They traded their best defensive back in uh, Bradley Roby to the Saints today there's just they know there's no expectation of winning and uh yeah they're really gearing up for that number one pick and I'm always scared when you're tanking in a season where there isn't a clear cut elite quarterback prospect. Granted, you know, it's a week and a half into the college season.
1: Yeah, no, I really feel that way about any team that is positioning themselves or did the wrong thing by positioning themselves this year as opposed to last year. The Texans look like that. And you know what? The Texans deserve it because they keep making these type of decisions. Obviously, they drafted uh, Deshaun Watson, so that was a good decision. But it seems like they've been playing around with their free agents. Um, I mean, we know, we know the shit mm-hmm. show that, that was there and, and why a lot of, uh, quality high level players left. And it looks like that trend. Now it's just about ignorance as opposed to being an idiot. <laughs> I yeah. think they have to learn how to do the right thing. And right now it looks, uh, it looks dark.
0: Doesn't look great. I don't, I don't know what they're tanking for. I know a lot of, a lot of sites, I believe Bavada included had Spencer Rattler, the Oklahoma quarterback going, uh as the presumptive number 1 pick going into the season at least the the player with the best odds to go number 1 but like Rattler Rattler is interesting to me because I have never seen a quarterback prospect in my life projected to go this high who is that fundamentally unsound it's it's watching him play it's like nobody ever taught him how to throw a football like he just picked it up and he, he was naturally good at it and uh and he, the mechanics never progressed. The disconnect between the upper half and bottom half of his of his body when he's throwing the ball is ridiculous. Yeah, like he doesn't step into a throw. He's all arm. I've never seen a guy who is supposedly that good with that poor footwork, and mm. it's just it blows me away.
1: Yeah, you've. I can't say any of that any better. It's annoyingly hilarious uh week one week two whatever of college football Confirm that mm. and what what is there next because here's my thing with it he's gonna have to play unbearably bad which he won't you know yeah. there's gonna be some some moments but he's still gonna be that guy going into it and uh, i think there's a thing where it doesn't it, we've we've reached the other side of the seesaw where it's not really mattering as much as it used to, to the point where now the point of it mattering so much, it has been lost a bit. And we have to re-figure out and recalibrate. Like, no, there's definitely pro-ready. Like, there's that thing that we have to get back to. Like, yes, the game yeah. has changed. Yes, undersized guys, quote-unquote, undersized now, have found success early. But there's a reason, you know, and we have to get back to that a little bit and solidify that. And Rattler will be one of those guys for for that reason, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a weird class. You know, um, the, uh, the the other the other top pick, Sam Howell from North Carolina, had a rough game after losing, you know, Javante Williams and Michael Carter and Deami Brown and another receiver whose name I'm forgetting. And he was just they were bad for North Carolina. You JT Daniels was bad for for Georgia. Uh, I Derek King was bad for Miami. I didn't uh, I didn't get to watch uh, Malik Willis who's interesting and kind of that newer age quarterback you were just alluding to. Uh, but I mean Desmond Ryder at um, at, at, at Cincinnati was a, was a lot of fun, but man, this this quarterback class looks flawed.
1: Yeah, and I'm willing I'm willing to say that it looks more flawed based on the class that it's positioned next to. I'm willing mm-hmm. to, to, to to do that research. But right now, who cares because the flaws are there, you know?
0: Right. All right. The Los Angeles football Chargers head to Washington (laughs) to take on the Washington football team. Bavada has the football team plus a point.
1: Yeah, this is where I do think uh, WTF or WFT (laughs) um, actually gets that win and probably has you texting me like, hey, I'm just saying this is the perfect matchup for them. In terms of getting to the quarterback, forcing some issues, and getting a quality, quality win that makes them look like they're ready to to take the East by storm. Mm -hmm. You combine that with this Cowboys loss, and we'll see how I feel about the next two NFC East teams. But you combine that with what the rest of the division will do, and yeah, you've got a pretty misleading um, perception of this Washington football team. So give me Washington.
0: The old WFT came out with their list of potential names for next season. Um, have you have you seen this list yet?
1: I feel like I have come across it. Uh, okay. None of them registered.
0: I'm gonna give. I'll give you the names. You tell me what you think Washington should do with this list of names. The final eight are the Armada, <laughs> the Brigade, the Commanders, the Defenders. By the way, there is a DC Defenders XFL team already the Presidents, the Red Hogs, and the Red Wolves, along with the Washington football team.
1: I think they stick with the Washington football team with all those... Uh, it's the best names. of a
0: horrible name, yeah. right?
1: I don't know. I mean, this is what happens when you try to go so inoffensive that you become, dare I say, stupid. These are yeah. stupid names that you got... you They're asking their kids to come up with. Right. It's like, it's it's a big miss to where like, yeah anaheim mighty ducks had a reason and it was cool and they changed it eventually but it's that was the reason like there seems to be no cause for this except that they're so juvenile and bad
0: yeah i mean there's a lot of uh there's a lot of military on here but but like the suckiest part of them (laughs) that's that's (laughs) That's fair. Uh, it's not like the Washington Black Hawk helicopters, uh, but you know the Red Ho- the Red Hogs, the Red Wolves. I feel like that's a little bit too close to where we were before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What is the insinuation here? Yeah, that's and why I even bother with the name change? Washington football team is novel to me, especially mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, the uniforms haven't been drastically impacted in a negative sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not changed at all.
1: Yeah, and no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> so just leave it. Just leave it. If if this is the crop, just leave it.
0: All right, fair enough. I I think I'm on the same page as you, by the way. Although there's I, the Armada is kind of a little cool. It's uh I, I do like the nautical take. We don't see a lot of nautical NFL teams. <laughs> but, I like uh, that
1: word in general. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that's probably true. I like the word more than I like it as a name of a football team.
1: Yeah, it's a great thing to say. It's a very
0: powerful word. It is a powerful word. The uh, Minnesota Vikings head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And Bavada has the Bengals plus three at home.
1: What what the Bengals are going to put on the field week one is not going to be a true testament to who they will be by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. They are about to be completely embarrassed (laughs) in week one. And I don't even mean by the scoreboard. It might not be like that because I don't I don't know how ready the Vikings are but the Vikings will present to be a pro football team ready for the playoffs and the Bengals will not mm-hmm. in all caps. So going Vikings here in a pretty easy win for them. Uh, and, and, and then we'll have to see how the chips fall later in the season for the Bengals, but let's not, let's not overreact. That's what I'll say early on.
0: In the Sam Darnold revenge game, the New York jets head to Carolina to take on Sam Darnold and those Carolina Panthers. Bevada has the panthers minus five and a half
1: oh my man i feel bad for sam darnold i really do we say think, it every week i do say this every week i don't know and he hasn't even done anything for me what is this yeah. about but
0: well i mean he bought you that car
1: there we go it was <laughs> he told me that it mum's the word but yeah no this is interesting here because it's still positioned as with Sam Darnold at the helm, these are the same team right now. It's positioned as that, even though they're not. They're absolutely mm-hmm. not. And I think that the Panthers come out and look pretty good. They'll be under control. They'll be well coached. They've got a great, great mind at the helm. And uh, I think the Jets will be a little better than we we suspect early on, too. But give me the Panthers in a control win, it's just not a game where right now anybody is going to feel good about it.
0: Yeah, we don't need to tune into this for the 1 o'clock game. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons, and Bavada has the Falcons minus 3 at home.
1: I find this so strange because this belief in the Falcons, this has to be because they're playing the Eagles, no offense.
0: Ah, hey, belief in the Eagles, 17-0, baby.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying because the Falcons are going through a, a crazy change. Publicly, I think it's the best time they've they felt in this weird space of like we're underachieving drastically i think this is the most optimism and the Mm -hmm. best pr they felt like cleaning house and in what could be a positive way not getting rid of matt ryan matt ryan not doing anything to make it feel like he should have been since you know the season end and all the heat's over so i'll give i'll give this to the falcons for that fact that they do have matt ryan and they do have explosive receivers and we'll see what happens but again not a thing where i'm thinking the falcons are going to do anything this year so
0: yeah, they do still have Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a, a massively underrated football player. There's no question about that. But I, I do think, and we talked about this a little bit last week with the 49ers and uh, and this guy, but I, I do think that we're going to look back and think, oh man, the Falcons made a mistake by not picking Mac Jones for and, and taking a tight end instead, regardless of how good that tight end prospect in Kyle Pitts is.
1: I think so. I think it's 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 worth saying. It's And it's the thing that as good as Kyle Pitts is, and you can you can in your mind, and I'm sure you could do this with Mac Jones, but it's the it's the position we're talking about. You mm-hmm. can't in your mind see another Kyle Pitts down the road sooner yeah. than later. and well, I'm I mean, sure he,
0: he's he's Darren Wallery, exactly. Like we can get that, we can develop that
1: even. But you know, when you have a guy in the right position and can bring him in before the organization is, is in such a place that bringing in a quarterback is a 50-50 chance of him completely sinking or mm-hmm. binding his stride. You bring him in before that happens. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you that, that the regret will be felt. Whether it's ever said, it'll definitely be felt.
0: The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Bovada has the Bills minus six and a half.
1: Yeah, give me the Bills here. Uh, Steelers riding high. I think expectations are, are a little bit too uh, ahead of themselves. Give me the Bills to bring all that down to earth. And make, actually, the most folks switch and probably overhype the Bills in a small sense. But the Bills are who they are, man. And I like that about it. So give me the Bills. here.
0: I would say the, the premier game of the one o'clock hour, the San Francisco 49ers head to Motown to take on the Detroit Lions. Bavada has Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, and those Lions plus seven and a half at home.
1: I love it. You know why I love it? Because this game will be interesting. One. Look at this. Goff knows this team in theory. He knows the name of them. Seen it pretty often. And I think he's going to be comfortable. I think Mm -hmm. that that comfort is going to have an effect on this team. And I think that the Lions play a much better game than anyone can suspect. But I do think that the Niners are in position to just be better. And I also want to predict that we will see some Trey Lance. I think there's, there's going to be some Trey Lance in every game. And it's going to be a weird thing. So, Give me the Niners here, but it's it's going to be interesting football, and I'm going to end up being proud of my lines.
0: I think typically you're you're right, but I'm not. Uh, I don't think he's practicing yet. I think oh, uh, Lance. I think Lance is still nursing that injury. Uh, let's see. As of two hours ago, the 49ers not sure yet about Trey Lance's status for Week One.
1: Yes. No. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So
0: I do uh, think there's going to be packages in most games. Yeah, so. That's
1: what I mean. That's what I mean. I just I forgot about the uh, nagging.
0: But yeah, eh, it's easy. He's backup quarterback for the 49ers, regardless <laughs> of if he was the third pick in the draft or not. Right. The Seattle Seahawks head to Indianapolis to take on Carson Wentz and in those Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts plus three at home.
1: Yeah, give me this nice Colts loss. Give me it every week. Not really. Mm-hmm. But right now, this is what they deserve. I don't feel good about him. I've been saying it all preseason. Mm-hmm. I won't be proven wrong this time. And I also think the Seahawks are pretty bitter. Right now, they're, they're the forgotten quality team. It's true. You know, and and, and possibly well-deserved the way they finished last year. But, you know, I, they didn't finish the worst. They just didn't maintain the expectation of being a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're going into this season against a team that is, I think, very highly overrated and in a position that it's got to be somebody else in the AFC. And when we're putting the coach there for whatever reason. And uh, I think they get they get their nice little rude awakening. So give me a seal.
0: In a game that probably should have been the Sunday night game or the Monday night game this week, rather than the direct we're getting in those spots, the Cleveland Browns head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch of uh, last year's playoff matchup. That's a weird sentence to say. Bavada has the Chiefs plus six and a half.
1: I mean, you t- you're saying it because I remember when Browns Chiefs, <laughs> I'm like, okay, are there any players that I'm willing to watch on this team to get some football enjoyment? right now I, I can remember that you know not too far, long ago but now you know premier afc matchup mm-hmm. and it sucks it sucks that i'm in this position <laughs> because i want to see more you know powerful matchups later in the season but somebody has to come out of this with a nail. it's gonna be the browns but it's gonna be a good football game i you know the, the chiefs are gonna be a different animal this year i know <laughs> it i can feel it uh it's special. It's a special thing happening in Kansas City, and that's, that hasn't stopped.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we typically see this regression from teams that lose in the Super Bowl, but teams that lose in the Super Bowl don't typically have Patrick Mahomes.
1: Exactly. And that's the special I'm talking about. There's just something that I'm like, this isn't wearing off for this yeah. game.
0: <laughs> well, they, they went and basically rebuilt their entire offensive line. So while they, I think they might be going into that game with three rookies uh, starting on the offensive line. It's it's a, it's a promising line and uh, should be better than certainly what they put out in the Super Bowl, where I think both of their starting tackles were hurt.
1: Absolutely. I was just going to say they've played pretty well. The three rookies, they're in their best position to be successful and they're being coached up. I don't, I, I don't see it being that much of an issue, and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how much they grow throughout the year.
0: The Denver Broncos head to New York to take on the New York Giants. Bovada has the Giants plus three at home.
1: Let's go Broncos! I think this is going to be my unofficial favorite team this year. I just these this receiver core. They have Bridgewater, who's going to put them in possess best position to make plays. The biggest thing is that they have a guy that can turn that intermediate game that Bridgewater relies on into big plays, and that uh that energy in the building at any at any time is going to open up things all over the place. So I'm going to be excited to watch them. I hope they don't fall flat, but this offense is going to be fun for me just as trying to get back into the uh, fan of the game as opposed to just constantly analytical. And so give me the Broncos here. Week one, the Giants have a bunch of folks that are going to play but are not, you know, 100% or, or, or at least being marked as not 100%. And that matters. So give me the Broncos.
0: Yeah, actually with with Judy, with Sutton, and with Noah Fant, there's a, there's a handful of guys who are – are going to make a living catching balls where Teddy wants to throw it and can do something after the catch. So there might be something to what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see.
0: The – oh, nope, that's not right. The Green Bay Packers head to New Orleans to take on the uh, New Orleans Saints, famous Jameis, and there's New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints plus four and a half.
1: Oh, man, I wonder what the, the overall is on. This over under because Yeah, you know, I,
0: I can I can tell you uh, yeah, the the, o- the over under is fifty. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay. Cool, cool. I definitely I'm going a little bit over on it's gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun football. Pulling out all the stuff. By stops. the way, by
0: the way, before you worth pointing out, I said heads to New Orleans, obviously not the case. Uh they're playing yes. this game at the neutral site in Jacksonville because of everything going on in Louisiana.
1: Right, 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 yeah. And and hoping hoping that changes. Sooner and everyone can get back to some Form of normalcy and, and get a little bit of entertainment via the Saints, but um, give me the Packers here. Just off top again, revenge tour for Aaron Rodgers starts now. Perfect mm-hmm. start, I think. This is the opponent you want to go against if you're the Packers, where it's like, all right, we're going to do our thing offensively. They're going to do theirs, and our thing is better than their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's that's you know, bank on some of those hiccups I, I talked about early on with the Saints and the Packers prospering off that. Uh, there's a, also a motivated uh, D- Devonte Adams who is loud about it, and he's a guy that works so hard that I'm not mad that he's loud about it, and I think there's going to be numbers put up because of it, and Randall Cobb is back.
0: <laughs> and Randall Cobb is back. Clay, <laughs> Clay Matthews not. They couldn't get that done. Oh,
1: man. When you talk about undefeated potential, you talk about bringing Clay Matthews back. But <laughs> give me the Packers here.
0: The Miami Dolphins head to New England to take on the New England Patriots, and Bavada has the Patriots minus three at home.
1: This is going to be interesting for me. I don't know. (laughs) I really am not sure where I sit on the Pats. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not sure where I sit on the Dolphins.
0: Right. Tua versus Mac.
1: Exactly. And this is interesting. This will be a great pregame shake. I think this will be photo worthy and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. the Dolphins will be better than, than we think. And the Patriots will be worse. But what does that mean for week one? I think it means the Patriots win, but damn, I don't know how. I can't vision it. So just give me, I'm going to rely on the old trusty well that is Bill Belichick preparation. And uh, we'll see how this plays out.
0: Well, I mean, the Patriots looked broken last year, but they lost so many players due to opt-outs. They spent so much money in free agency this year. It's going to be a completely different team, obviously new starting quarterback. And by the way, uh, Cam Newton came out and said uh, he's he's got some stuff to, quote, get off his chest on Friday. <laughs> So that's, that's going to be something that's it's going to be interesting and worth listening to.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that insinuation is about. Like, oh, is there's a sin. I did have, always have a sense that as much as he revered Belichick as a coach and cam has been that way his entire career. So I don't think it's an act. He's always had a good relationship with his coaches, even in trouble with Erwin Meyer. Uh, I think there was just something, you know, wrong, wrong peg in the hole. Oh, yeah. And he is now about to make the mistake of making that hole, if he's the peg, a villain. And I hope that's not the case, man. I really hope.
0: Well, I do think it was funny. The news came out last week that prior to Cam getting cut, Mac Jones was actually teaching him the playbook. (laughs) That's not a good sign.
1: I think there's something to this, man. There's something to this, and it's not the old trope. So, like, anybody that's listening, please don't hear that we're saying that. But I think there's something to the way Cam Newton approaches football. Uh, I think highly intelligent, but the way he approaches football and the way the Patriots want to run offense and the way Mm -hmm. they approach football. And I think Mac Jones is probably in a better – has been better prepared to handle that delivery from the Patriots than Cam Newton ever was. And uh, Cam has found success. So, you know, old dog, new tricks, man.
0: Yeah, because Mac can throw the football and Cam can't throw the football anymore. That's just what it is. Look, that that shoulder injury was a catastrophic one for him. He can't throw the football anymore. He had more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns last year. That's not what a quarterback should look like.
1: Exactly. And let's not even mention, but we are, that the the zip is gone. The release is much slower. And it was already a pretty uh, overdeveloped release, much slower.
0: Oh, yeah, he's got a Randall Cunningham-esque long delivery at this point.
1: Yep, perfect example.
0: I don't know when that happened. Uh, The uh, Sunday night game, the Chicago Bears head to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford and those Los Angeles Rams. Bavada has the Rams minus seven and a half at home.
1: Okay, if I'm secretly rooting for the Broncos offense, succeed, I'm secretly rooting personally for Matt. Stafford to succeed. Mm -hmm. You're not keeping
0: secrets well, by the way. I'm
1: not. You're announcing
0: this publicly.
1: (laughs) You know, secret is 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 a word that's in quotations, and Mm -hmm. I'm also adding definitions. Sure, sure. Almost opposite, opposite. All right. But um, the Bears, (laughs) they're not ready, man, and I can't wait. This is one that I personally am going to enjoy the reworkings of all the expectations. I've seen a couple Bears fans. You know, on online and on Twitter, who you know I'm kind of cool with just because of proximity, and mm-hmm. some of them are, are are in their right mind, but the rest of them, Chris, the rest of them deserve what's about to happen in the first four weeks, and uh, the Rams are going to start that trend. Give me the Rams here.
0: We call that Andy Dalton football.
1: There we go. It's
0: very <laughs> simple. Our uh, final game of the week once late Monday night. Our only Monday night game. Typically, we get two, but uh, no double header on Monday night this season. The Baltimore Ravens head to Vegas to take on those Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, Bovada has the Raiders plus four and a half at home.
1: Ooh, man. I do not believe in the Raiders until I see it. And that's just going to have to be what it is. So give me Ravens here to figure what they want to figure out earlier in this game, because they're both going to look rusty earlier in this game than the Raiders do. Give me the Ravens in an ugly Sunday night opener where there's going to be lots of complaints.
0: Monday night opener, but Monday I, night opener. Excuse me. I, I want to see what this Ravens team looks like because they you know they want to be a team that dominates on the ground with Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins and all of them. Well, J.K. has gone, Justice Hill's gone, and as of today or as of yesterday, I suppose they signed Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad. That's a, an unbelievable move if it's 2014. This year, I'm not a hundred percent sure how that's going to help them. I, given the players that were available earlier earlier in the day yesterday, it. Seemed like Latavius Murray made a lot more sense than Le'Veon Bell, but you know I'm not an NFL general manager.
1: You're not an NFL general manager, and that line is the one that sticks out after all of that, and it's a damn shame.
0: Agreed, buddy. I'd I'd give you a job, and I would hope you would give me a job if you got in.
1: Oh, I, I definitely put you through every hiring process I could.
0: I don't. Does that mean I'm not getting jobs? I'm just you playing no, That, me that up just means that I
1: want everyone. <laughs> Everyone to feel how I feel about you. So you have to go through every step. of the That's all. that means. No, no doubt.
0: Uh, I think I'm insulted, but uh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, this is, uh, this is awesome. Uh, we are what we are like 25 and a half hours from football being, uh, being live on our televisions. Oh God. Just thinking about where I'm going to be watching it. Um, but it's exciting. Uh, make, I the can't drive, make, the huh, make the drive, man. What'd you say? Make the drive.
1: You
0: can <yeah>. watch it. <laughs> it's, okay, I, honestly, right. things, keep, things keep going like they are. Then That's, that's going to be in play. But uh, no, I'm excited. This is going to be such a fun week. Week one of the NFL season. Enjoy it all. This, uh, that's been this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Horvidell. Thanks for listening. Enjoy week one. We'll see you next week.